Welcome to Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where we look back at the precious television shows and special movies of your past and ask what were your parents thinking, even letting you watch them in the first place, and <laughs> probably justifying their concerns. Uh, I am Jason Mitchell. I'm here with my co-host, Darth Jader. And tonight, we're going to be reviewing a movie that uh, Gene... And I'm already laughing because yeah, <laughs> we're watching it in studio. <laughs> it, it, it's a movie that Gene Siskel described as saying, I wish that I had rated Dumb and Dumber a little higher <gasps> because then I'd have some place to stick this movie. <laughs> oh, he clearly didn't have the ALF to Seinfeld ratio working for him. No, no. Uh, this is uh, this is a movie that has been used uh, to encourage terrorists to confess. Uh, Shut this- up. <laughs> Shut your face, Jason. <laughs> and of course, for those of you who haven't already guessed it, I'm talking about the 1995 Five. motion picture starring uh, Sir Adam Sandler, Billy Madison. Woo! And with that, I'm going to hand it over to my co-host to tell us a little bit about this epic this uh this this sprawling piece of cinema verite interesting it sounds like you and the word epic have some catching up to do but um <laughs> welcome back listeners it's your co-host it's darth jader here to tell jason to stop being so crotchety and old and to jump on board immediately because billy madison is one of my most beloved movies from my childhood if for nothing than it's quotability alone and it's silly scenarios because As Jason mentioned, our whole premise is, you know, we fell in love with movies as kids that we should not have been allowed to watch in the first place. No, no, as a kid, you should not. I mean, I, I, you know, not to, you know, spoil anything, but the answer is no, you shouldn't have been allowed to watch it. No, 100% we shouldn't have been allowed to watch this. My parents were pretty cool about that when I was growing up, honestly. They they weren't into censorship. They, They basically told us growing up, okay... You can read whatever you want. You can watch whatever you want. But as soon as we start seeing you displaying any sort of behavior that we know you learned from an R-rated movie or a book of some sort, we're going to have a different discussion. So no no hunting sharks, no busting ghosts, you know, none none of of that that. stuff. No chasing imaginary penguins around your dad's palatial estate. None of that. (laughs) Which is about to happen in Billy Madison. I wish I could say I've never done that. I, I can't, though. Just... Oh, well, it wasn't an estate. I, oh, I can't say because it, it was not an estate. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, the the basic synopsis of Billy Madison, I know this movie so well that I don't even have to read the Google synopsis, is uh, Billy Madison's dad owns a very big, important hotel company. Hang on. You have to say who plays Billy Madison's dad because he is one of the greatest, most beloved actors he, seriously. No, take take it away. Darren McGavin. There you go. Darren McGavin. Kolchak, the Night Stalker, the dad from A Christmas Story, and yep. the one guy in that one episode of The X-Files. <laughs> the one... I think that last credit I is his most important by far. I can't far. remember his name. Yeah. Well, because they the want... dad? Yeah. Um, oh, the character's The name. character, yeah, because... Uh, no, because he, he didn't have a name in A Christmas Story. He was just the old man. Oh my God, you're yeah, right. Yeah, they just yeah, he was the old man. I, I mean, you I knew don't his... even remember him as the old man. I remember him as the man with the leg lamp. That's yeah, what I remember. Yeah. But yeah, so the essential synopsis after we've gotten over Billy Madison's dad is he he his dad does own a very big important hotel chain, and his son Billy Adam Sandler is a complete screw up and uh, 
just lackadaisical, lazy, hang around who doesn't do anything. And uh, he wants to take over his dad's company. And he finds that his dad is going to pass the company off to Eric, one of his, uh, you know, executives. Eric Q. Henchman slash bad guy. Yeah. yeah, and I've seen Eric in this, and I think oh, he's one been, episode he, of Parks and Recreation, Bradley... Yeah, he was in Parks and Rec. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Bradley Whitford. No, he's, yeah, he's kind of a good character actor. He yeah. shows up every so often, and I always recognize his face, but I specifically remember him from this, obviously. And then uh, you have Carl, who is the other executive in the dad's company, Larry Hankin. Yeah. And the only other place I can remember Larry... Hankin being in, uh, or the only other credit I remember is when he plays Mr. Heckles on Friends. He's their crazy downstairs neighbor. I don't always... remember that. Oh, yeah. He's the crazy, almost homeless-looking neighbor who knocks on Monica and Rachel's door all the time. And he'll come up and say something crazy like, you're disturbing my birds. And Rachel and the girls are like, you don't have birds. And he's like, I could have birds. And that that's where I remember Larry Hankin from primarily besides this. Well, and possibly the best actor in the whole movie, though, is actually the guy who plays Pete the gardener in the very beginning of the movie. The guy who tells him there's no penguin. No, Mr. Madison, there's yeah, no penguin. <laughs> his, his name is Harant Alianak. And he is, he's from a character. Nowhere. Well, no, he is. He's a character actor. He was in... Um, he was one of the members of the ensemble cast of uh, A Nero Wolf Mystery, the Timothy Hutton produced uh, series on A and E. Okay, uh, which was uh, which was super cool because it had, I mean, besides Timothy Hutton and 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 Maury Chaykin and all these other guys, it had a bunch of great actors, including, um, and I can't remember his name right now, but the principal from Back to the Future and the. Um, uh, I guess he was a, an admiral or a captain in Top Gun. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we discussed him. On yeah. the, we discussed yeah. him on the Back to the Future episode. Yeah, and it's great because they, they played different characters every episode. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. So not to interrupt my awesome synopsis, <clears throat> but uh, it turns out that Billy's dad is going to hand over the hotel chain to Eric unless Billy can go back grades through uh, kindergarten through senior yeah, high school through, year through twelve. Yeah, yeah, through twelve K through twelve and prove himself. Worthy because apparently his dad paid off all of his yeah. teachers to give him good grades back well, in the yeah, day. Yeah, apparently he graduated with honors. Oh, he makes yes. it, yeah, you may, yeah. And uh, his dad cheated him through a spelling bee. Yeah, uh, yeah. and just all, just completely bought his education. But what I really, you know, when you look back at this movie, you just don't understand why is somebody who just graduated from high school why why does that equip him yeah. to run a hotel chain? Yeah. It seems like it, a more complex business than it, that. It, it, yeah, it really does, and it's it's interesting too because the bad guy's whole point. Is, is rather valid. It, it is valid, and he actually justifies himself repeatedly by saying, well, you know, there's 55,000 or 65,000 people who work for this company. What are they going to do whenever Billy destroys it? And they, Well, it's very it's a very simple argument because Eric is asking Mr. Madison, are you willing to bet all of those people's livelihoods right, on this? And right. he's basically like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. So he just really wants his son to actually succeed. But meanwhile, Billy's in the bathtub. Uh, arguing with himself over the different qualifications of shampoo versus yes. versus he, he, conditioner. He is doing all the things that made us so tired of Adam Sandler. Hey, now, this is before anybody ever got tired of Adam Sandler. Well, look, I mean, Adam Sandler, uh, you know, if you if you look at movies, like, I think, personally, Happy Gilmore is a better movie. I, as far as, like, actual plot and how things 
pan out. I I could agree with that because this movie has a bit of an off the wall ending where Eric pulls a gun and then yeah. everything gets resolved very quickly. Whereas Happy Gilmore was a very clear present mission of him trying to win enough money to buy his grandma's house. And then he eventually does. And all is right in the end. Yeah. And I think Adam Sandler, I, I think that the range that he was, you know, where he was at in Happy Gilmore was much more relatable you know he was much closer to being a normal human being in happy gilmore than than in uh, billy madison i mean billy, billy madison he is borderline retarded <laughs> not that that's a bad thing okay but let's put it in context of putting you in charge of a major corporation you i know. don't know he was kind of an idiot in billy or well, yeah, in yeah, happy gilmore yeah. too because he yeah. he wants to be a hockey player and yeah. he and he can't even skate so that, yeah i don't even and white dudes can't play hockey Oh wait, am I thinking? I was of about hockey? to say, what what sport are you thinking of? Because uh, it's was, definitely not yeah, hockey. I think uh, hockey is primarily white dudes from well, from what I've seen. You know what's interesting about Adam Sandler in this? And I, I, you know, this when this movie came out, Adam Sandler was he was not an established property. No, know? he wasn't an A lister yet, right? For sure. And what was fascinating to me because I went back and I watched the Siskel and Ebert review of this movie, and surprise surprise they both hated it um and in fact they actually kept and i never saw the review but they referred to the review of dumb and dumber and they said you know after watching this i'm starting to feel like we were too hard on dumb and dumber which i actually think is a great movie you literally just said that about four minutes ago (laughs) well no no he said i wish we'd rated it higher so that i'd have a place to stick this movie god um but hey i think this movie actually asked some hard-hitting questions uh they're at the burger joint and norm mcdonald who we haven't even brought up yet one of billy's drunken pool friends yeah looks at billy and goes hey billy would you rather, who would you rather bone, Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson? And mm-hmm. Billy's response is hysterical because he goes, Jack Nicholson now or 1974? And then he still has to think about it before coming to the conclusion of Meg Ryan. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that if you ask that today, Jack Nicholson, it would be Jack, 74 Jack Nicholson easy. Not, not, not even, <laughs> not even a question. The there. day doesn't even matter to me. Jack yeah. Nicholson, 100%. Um, you know, because you talk about putting something on your tombstone, you know, you know. You did Jack Nicholson? Yeah, I, yeah. you know, John Smith, bur- born then, died then, did Jack Nicholson. There you go. Or got did by Jack Nicholson. Probably that's more, I was about to say, probably you'd probably be the catcher likely, on that, yeah. <laughs> in that equation. <laughs> but what was interesting, though, in the Siskel and Eber thing was they were talking about Adam Sandler, and they they both said the same thing, which is so interesting in retrospect, because they were so... It, it didn't pan out this way. They both said that Adam Sandler, if he wanted to be, um, if he wants to be somebody who is continually in movies, Adam Sandler needs to be the villain. Really? They said they were, he, they said he, it's very obvious from these, from these movies that he's been in that he's got a great potential to be a villain. But as a leading man or as a as a protagonist, he just as irritating as can be. And I always thought, God, you know, what if he had taken that to heart? You know, imagine and you know, Adam Sandler, if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> um I love you, Adam. Because you're, you know, I'm sure you just wrapped on a Netflix movie and you've got until at least eight thirty tonight before you start the next one. Quit being so um, bitter. <laughs> you should be a villain. I want to see Adam Sandler as just a Full on 
hardcore bad guy. Batman versus Adam Sandler. I could actually kind of see that where he'd be. I could almost see him in the Riddler's uniform from oh, Val cool. Kilmer. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, if if they did, if they did, let's do a reimagine Actman with Adam Sandler as a villain in a Batman movie. You know what? You're not. That is that. I would see that. I would see Adam Sandler as the Riddler. Not that Adam yeah. Sandler would necessarily do a better job than Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey pretty much nailed it. God, but. that movie was awful though. It wasn't any worse than Batman versus Robin. I mean, I'm pretty sure George no, Clooney no. physically, literally reimbursed people with yeah. $8 whenever ba- they mentioned Batman that he ver- saw that yeah, damn Batman, thing. Batman and Robin, not Batman versus Robin. It, it felt about versus <laughs> Batman and Robin. I don't that would have been much better if he would have just beat the crap out of... Uh, uh, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Because um, I'd pay to see George Clooney beat the crap out of Chris O'Donnell. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either of them have ever punched another human being in their I, entire life. I would lives. pay to see Reese Witherspoon uh, beat up Chris O'Donnell. Why? What does know. she have anything to do? With, I think you're thinking about Alicia Silverstone, who no, was Batgirl. No, that no. I I I, I oh, realize, you just I realize, have a specific yeah, fantasy no. about Reese Witherspoon beating up Chris O'Donnell. Well, Reese Witherspoon beating up anybody. Because then, then you have to say you get beat up by Reese Witherspoon. She's so sweet. I think you, know? you just want to be beat up by Reese Witherspoon, but whatever. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, is this on? Crap. Oh, God. That's, I, the mute button isn't working. We took a twisted twisted little uh, turn there, but thanks. Uh, yeah, and we haven't even gotten around to the great Chris Farley, who does make an awesome appearance mm. in this movie as one of my favorite characters, to be perfectly honest. It's hard to watch Chris Farley nowadays without being a little sad, though, you know? Yeah, you get a little nostalgic. Well, the best the best laughs in the whole movie, though. I mean, for me, the only laughs in the whole movie. Uh, pers- the maid? No. Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That is, that's that's going to be the funniest gag in the entire movie that, when that we is get around the, to him. It's the most intelligent gag, and it's Steve Buscemi who manages to say almost nothing. He's See, got, like, two lines. Yeah, that's true. But And, and he nails it. He does. When he puts the lipstick on and lays back on the couch, the look on his blue face. Blue days, black nights. <laughs> it's just that. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, my God. It's a great moment. But... For me, one of the I just one of the most memorable things, probably because I was a kid when I did first see this movie, is because I would have been about I, I was definitely single digits in 1995. But I loved the fact that Billy's housemaid Juanita kept yeah. hitting on him, like not even hitting yeah. on him, sexually harassing him. It, it kind of I mean, it does make you wonder what went on in the past. Um, you know, when Billy was younger. Oh, goodness. You know. I yeah. wasn't going to take it to that level, but, you know. Well, cause that's actually how I that's actually how I interpreted it the first time she said it. Because she just says it so casually. Do you want me to, do you want me to uh, lift my shirt up? Or do you want me to oh, take Oh, do you shirt? want me to take my shirt off? Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like, as I've done many times before to make you feel better, you know. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. But he's just... He, he kind of takes it in stride because I guess that's what happens when dudes get sexually harassed because y'all aren't afraid of being physically killed with somebody's bare hands. So there's that. But uh, one of the first things she says is kind of innocuous, kind of, when she's first packing up his lunch for his first day of school. And he's he's bitching at her because he's like, Juanita, you know I like snack pack. Why won't you just give me a snack pack? And she goes, I thought I was your snack pack. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? And she's just like, nothing. And just sort of flits away from him. <laughs> yeah. 
But they, they play it very deftly. Oh, it's happening you know. right now. Yeah, they in play case it. Y'all keep up with us yeah, in the studio. <laughs> you know, there's no like racial stereotyping. It's not like she suddenly can sing very well. Oh wait, no, they actually do that. Well, I mean, the fact that her name is Juanita and she's uh, uh, like uh, a large uh, black uh, lady. Uh, 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 I'm not that. That to me is a juxtaposition of itself because Juanita is a Latina name. Maybe, maybe it's a fake name and she has like a super awesome backstory. And like the whole Juanita thing is like an assumed identity. It must you know? be because yeah. according to you, she's on the, you know, sex offenders register. So she no, had to have changed her name. The chicks oh, wow. can't be on the sex offender register. That's just for guys. I'm going to kick you in the face. But uh, <laughs> one of the, this is a great moment right here when Billy goes off to his first day of school. Or just all ugly women. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Get out. But yeah, this is a great moment with Billy's first day of school because he agrees to do the K through 12 thing. To get his dad's company and the bus, not only it just breezes right past him because he's a 30 something year old man holding a lunchbox and waiting Scooby for the Doo bus. Lunchbox. Oh, is it Scooby Doo? That's I think, awesome. I think it's Scooby Doo. But yeah. uh, he sings this little song that my dad used to make me sing on the first day of school every year. He'd be like, Jay, do the. Do the Billy Madison song where he's like, oh, back to school, back to school. <laughs> and, and and we have, uh, am I right? That's uh, Pete Sampras's wife. Bridget, uh, what is her name? I believe it is. The beautiful blonde Wearing, teacher. Who, by the way, was the one act, uh, uh, one person in the whole movie that Cisco and Edward complimented. They, really? She, yeah. They, yeah. She, she and, and this, I think, was her first movie. Um and she did a great job even having... Oh, yeah. Bridget Williams Samp- Sampras. Yes. Yeah, I think she... Yeah. Um, unless there's another Sampras. But why, I've not Why heard would of you one. take that name? I've not you heard know, of yeah. one, but... Um, sorry, Pete Sampras. Please don't beat me up. Um, <laughs> beat him up. I'll take bets on it. It'll be amazing. Bring it, Pete Sampras. I got John McEnroe's phone number. Oh, God. He owes me one. And Johnny McEnroe can jump over cars. Oh, my so. God. That's, that's... Another Adam Sandler classic. That's the movie. John McEnroe and Pete Sampras as superheroes. Oh, God. Imagine John McEnroe as a superhero. He'd just, like, cuss everybody until they died. Probably. Yeah. And he's he's long-winded enough to make it happen. It's like watching my, my, my nine-year-old son play tennis, you know. Um, he does the same thing with just slightly less obscenities. Yeah. But uh, we've come up to the point where Billy is in his first day of first grade. And it doesn't start off super well. Uh, the teacher, Miss Lippy, is quite possibly one of the creepiest characters like in this. Of course you do. I like but she's when so she's like, freaking when creepy. When she's putting the glue on her face. Yeah, she's, she's literally just coating her face with elementary school glue. And yeah. you're like, what the hell? But, you know that's what your first grade teacher was doing, right? When you guys it? weren't there. See, I thought kids were eating the paste in first grade. I didn't no. think the teachers were coating their faces with it. No, first grade teachers are all messed up. Oh, God. Every one of them. It's like a rule. But, yeah, Billy's got a great first impression with one of the little girls. Or I think it's a little... Yeah, this little girl walks up to him because they're sitting down for story time. And she just looks at him and goes, you've got a misshaped head. And he's like, yeah, thanks. Okay. Well, and to be fair... He does. Does he? I've never paid that much attention to his head. But they read a a story that actually comes full circle in the plot of the movie. I do agree with him on this, by the way. The puppy who lost his way. The kid. I mean, you know, an hour. Oh, yeah. He he goes off on this tirade about like... Totally agree with him. Yeah. He's like, Miss Lippy, the part of the story I don't like is where... 
he looks for his puppy for an hour and just gives up. Meanwhile, all the other kids have fallen asleep and just zoned out of the story. And he's like, you get your ass out there and you find that effing dog. He's just losing his mind over this kid's book. And it's it's fantastic. Yeah, well, he's right. I, I do. It's a little glimpse into, you know, maybe maybe there is a little bit of intellect to him. It's not. It's an Adam Sandler movie. What am I talking about? Well, what's great is that he's this like lays about kind of guy with no responsibilities, and he's preaching about the responsibilities of owning a pet. It makes zero sense. Yeah, but yeah. that's. I mean, Adam Sandler kind of did this before Family Guy ever did, where in his movies they do these random cutaways or these random bits that don't move the plot along at all. They do nothing for the story, but they're there anyway. Yeah. So uh, that's just how it is. But oh my god, the epic dodgeball scene that we're coming up on yes, right now. Yes, where where it really does look like children were hurt. Oh, it. I yeah. I wonder that. Cause yeah. They. I mean, you know, they they incorporate the sound when somebody gets punched in the face, yeah. where it's that hard oh, packing yeah. meat sound or whatever. But oh, and you get another uh, uh, plot point with the first ginger kid who bullies Billy and yells, "Oh, Doyle rules." And that becomes a thing throughout every grade. So Billy goes back inside to find Miss Lippy because he's out of the dodgeball game. And she's like seizing to sitar music in the middle of her classroom. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's my favorite character. Is she really? She I really thought is, Steve yeah. Buscemi was your favorite. Now Miss Lippy has no, mi- taken mi- the crown. Miss Lippy, yeah. Well, Steve Buscemi, he's, he's Steve Buscemi. I mean, he's know, his own entity. Yeah, you don't, you don't beat him. You know? Oh, he is. I think that God probably made him out of different materials. No, I, no, than I, the rest I think of us. that God looks like Steve Buscemi. I think when you die, oh, you know, he's, isn't he playing God in some project or something? He might right well now? be. Yeah, he might. Yeah, I think Daniel Radcliffe is like one of his angel assistants or something. Oh, now you lost me. I'm yeah. on it. Hey, yeah. don't diss Harry Potter. But um, eh. it doesn't matter. But yeah, so <laughs> Billy goes back outside because Miss Lippy kicks him out of her dancing session. She's like, Billy, dodgeball time is a special time, not just for you kids, but for Miss Lippy too. And it's yeah, just, she's no so shit. creepy. But uh, he goes outside and catches the ball when the O'Doyle kid tries to chuck it at him. And then he just like annihilates all these teeny little first graders in dodgeball and it's just absolutely what, savage <laughs> which is funny because i can tell you whenever i was playing dodgeball as a kid we had taken his ass out oh really oh yeah we were serious about dodgeball even as first graders yeah he's a big target well yeah he's he a is. big we, we we would have we would have cleaned his clock it's you know? true like you would have thrown however we were you vicious with dodgeball well that was because we were the generation before dodgeball got banned. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it was too divisive Can't, or yeah, ridiculous. I don't even know. Uh they got rid of Red Rover in schools now too cuz Yeah, Red Rover, Red Rover oh, send of, Jason cause on of, over cuz it was of, too violent. Because of Indians like Native Americans or No. Because the no. kids are running through each other's arms and hurting each other. And it's like, okay, what kind of pansy-ass children are we raising these days where they can't even play Red Rover? Because, yeah, I got Uh, injured in dodgeball. And and here's the thing. you got injured. Of course you did. You got injured in dodgeball because you were good at it. And let me explain what I mean. If you were good at dodgeball, you were dodging so hard that you skinned your knees and your elbows on the asphalt to get the hell away from that bright red ball. And that's how you play dodgeball. And if you were good at dodgeball, you were the king. And everybody (gasps) in first grade knows if you go after the king, you better come loaded. Yep. You better have a backup plan. Yeah. Like forty times, like plans B through Z, you better yeah. have that planned out. 
But yeah, like you Pete come Sampras, home. Pete Sampras, John McEnroe playing dodgeball, and somehow, Adam Sandler's the bad guy. Somehow, somehow. Samuel Jackson is in there too. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm tired so- of dodging these mother effing balls. <laughs> like, I know that would come up at some point. Uh, balls. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lord. Uh, but yeah, so I. I don't know. I think we were just one of the last few hardcore generations that played games with everything that we had. Yeah. I mean, you know, whenever I was a kid, every single birthday party, literally every birthday party was at the skating rink. Oh, heck yeah. And basically the point of the skating rink was knocking people to the ground while other people were, you know, skating around them and could take fingers off. Now that I don't yeah. remember. Oh, it was. No, <laughs> that's it was, pretty sad. No, it was like rollerball when I was a kid. You oh, know? God. Oh, yeah. And you'd have that one kid who couldn't skate and he'd always like end up on the ground and no one was out there helping him. See, what know? most of you don't realize is that Jason's actually a woman who uh, professionalized in roller derby in the 90s. I wish. The broads are tough. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was that tough. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I couldn't hang. In, I, I, there's no me. way. They'd kill me. For sure. But, yeah, Adam Sandler does get busted. He's trying to flirt with some hot mom outside of the school, and uh, he's pretending like he doesn't attend yeah. school, that he Dad, works for the buses. In, Daddy's in jail. He won't be out for a long, long time. And I so- have so many VD. Oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, then Miss Lippy comes out with all the crafts that Adam Sandler made in class that yeah. day, and he's like, "Thank you very much, Miss Lippy." Well, like, that's because she, she wants to sabotage it because she wants, you know, she wants to get some of that. Sweet... Oh no, 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 not Miss Lippy, the principal. When oh, he gets into oh. like fifth grade, Miss Lippy right, never had right. a crush on uh, Billy. Uh, it's all uh, the Principal Sanderson or whatever. She didn't want to. She didn't want to go to sleep listening to that Hanukkah song. Oh my yeah. Yamaka. Which to be fair to Adam Sandler, that is a really, really I was about to say, don't even try to no, his, dump sack on look, that look, one. Look, that one's great. Uh I don't remember the name of the album. It might have been called Adam Sandler. I, I think even, the first one was. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Um that well, was a really, really good album, you know. Yes. It I mean, was. Adam, you know, to be fair to Adam Sandler, and other people have said this, you know, it's a paycheck now. You know, I mean, he gets a deal to do a movie. He does a movie. They give him a lot of money. Well, it's not even that. He's actually moved on. He just recently released a Netflix comedy special where it was was a lot of songs. So completely unique. One of them was called Cauliflower Ears. So that was fascinating about UFC fighters. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's Not, not a segment that I want to piss off on this program. No, UFC yeah, fighters. UFC fighters. We're we all about love, you guys. We love ultimate football college fight. What is it? Yeah, throw the ball, win the game. You guys, UFC. you're awesome. We love you. No, fried chick, fried. Ch- what is it? Ultimate ultimate field. fried chicken league. You, you guys are like awesome. <laughs> Please don't beat me up. <laughs> no, we we did miss. It's not even a meet cute. We miss where Billy, not where he meets uh, Bridget Sampras. Oh, the uh, penis duck. No, he's not a penis duck. He's a blue duck. Yeah, but yeah, come on. Look at it. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at it. I, I can't see it. Did I miss it already? I don't no, know. Yeah. But yeah, there's this moment. He's still in Miss Lippy's class, and <laughs> she comes up. she got the tomato up. pin. I had a teacher with the tomato pin. Oh, my God, really? Seriously. No, I actually, I, I remember that. That duck doesn't look anything like a penis, Jason. Ah, come on. You just... But it, I love his justification behind it because uh, Miss Lippy comes up and looks at his drawing, and he says, I drew the duck blue because... I've never seen a blue duck, and be honest with you, I've always wanted to see a blue duck, and that's oh what helps God. him pass the first grade. Do you know what? What I if I won the lottery, if I had a magic wand, I can make anything happen. Do you know what I would do? Make a blue duck. No, well, 
Yes, obviously. Uh, fight but, ghosts with Dan Aykroyd. Again, obviously. I could do this all day, Jason. Billy Madison. Okay. Oh, God. Read aloud by Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog doing the, the, the I am the shampoo. I make the hair clean. <laughs> For I am the conditioner. I leave the hair silky smooth. Oh, really, the, fool. The existential questions. <laughs> About which substance is I better made on the hair. duck blue because I wish to see what a blue duck would look like. <laughs> Some sort. Of, oh, in this horrific moment, one of those. Uh, so, what they do whenever Billy passes a grade because he spends two weeks in each grade, yeah. uh, and they throw a massive party at his father's mansion. Yeah. So they and inexplicably, there's this clown on stilts, and he gets knocked over by some children or something, and busts his head on the cement, and literally starts bleeding out of his mouth, and no one does anything about it, and then that's it. As far as we know, he we come back to him later, but they just well, he's leave him. he's in the song later. Yes, but, he, but that's not real. The also inexplicable song. Yeah, that was that was an odd. It was a very odd. Yeah, choice. that's a, that's a weird shoehorn. You know, it was. Um, but you were pointing to the scene where Eric is yeah, bribing Rollo, the, the 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 janitor. That guy, I know, I've seen him in something else before. Probably, but yeah. I can't. I couldn't tell you what. But we're yeah. both too lazy to look it up right now. So if you're listening to this, send us an email. And if, yeah, actually try sending us an email to one of the many emails that we I've, so I've sprinkled about because we're, we're definitely <laughs> we're like to the hear Odessa you files. You'll never find us as long as you can find us. <laughs> if you can find us after all the confusion that I put out there on the World Wide Web, you deserve to talk to us. I, yeah. will, I will write back. You guys need to, you know, you know uh, we're going to plug the uh, social media stuff right now uh, because you, you need to get uh, you need to show a little bit more commitment. You know, we've got people who are, they're pulling their weight. They followed us. They've liked us. Yeah, I think we jumped up three followers this weekend. It was, I think so. It was epic. I think so. Most of that is my boss-ass pictures of my scale models, though. I mean, to be fair. And it's a lot of Jason and I retweeting ourselves from our other Twitter <laughs> accounts. So it's help almost, us to stop feeling so sad and lonely. Yeah, it's almost like social media is kind of... Played out? Yeah, played um, out a little bit. Because that no, because that's the thing. I've talked to people and I've said, um, I, I've said, listen to the show, and uh, then go on Twitter or Facebook. And yeah, I'm not, like I'm not, us. no, I'm not kidding you. I've said this to at least uh, five people. I've said, go listen to our show, and then you know, do me a favor, go on Twitter or on Facebook, and you know, like us or make a comment or something like that. And every single one of the five people have said, I, I'm not on either Twitter or Facebook. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our biggest fan, Katie, who was on our Mummy episode, actually reactivated her Twitter to help yeah. us out on that. So that's commitment, yeah. listeners. Get on Katie's level and share us with your coworkers like she does yeah. at uh, her a famous place. home goods store uh, job. We can't name it because it's too big of a name where right. she works. It's, it's not Mestoration Cardware. Exactly. Um no, uh, yeah, get on friend face and and you know with your blue teeth and whatever and tell with us with your gadgets and your gizmos yeah. from uh, 1985 or 2015. Send us, a, send us a telegram, whatever year you're in. Yeah, um, and let us know that uh, that you love us. And one thing that I would love to to hear from the audience is, and we've gotten some input, but it's all come through email, so you know it doesn't end up showing up on the social media feeds 
give us some suggestions for things that you would like to hear us uh, hear us talk about. Some movies, TV shows, things like that. For sure. Uh, yeah, as long as they're not absolutely terrible. And so. to be fair, the ones we've gotten have been pretty bad. <laughs> hey. Um, no, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Whoa. I'm not kidding. The one person who emailed us with suggestions. We love you. They were great. They were great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> What? And now I'm spacing de- on even where that's from. Don't destroy school property. Destroy school property. You said Topsy. Topsy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, and I'm yeah, with you yeah, now. That's it. Um, yeah, it took me a second. But yes. Uh, so in that note, you can reach us at Darth underscore Jader underscore or at Hindsight Horror or at North Foggy if you yes. want to scream at Jason. For yeah. making fun of you guys so hard. And you can see, uh, if you want to see a scale model of James Cameron, uh, 148th scale James Cameron, uh, go to... Uh, I didn't mean for it to come out like that. It just ended up... It looks like James Cameron is flying a little airplane. And he's holding a plate of James Cameronian rings. Oh, yeah. That just happened. I did yeah. two Rick and Morty's. Yeah, that's awesome. You're welcome. That's awesome. You took it from Bob's Burgers, and I just took it on over to... Uh... And if you don't know Rick and Morty or Bob's Burgers, why are you listening to this show? We talk about them more than we talk about our own subject materials. So, anyway, anyway, um, uh, Avatar. Uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah, that is... thing. Uh, no, we just missed a fantastic moment because uh, Billy obviously has a crush on Veronica Vaughn, the beautiful yeah. Vaughn teacher, Mr. Sampras's wife in real life. And she... Uh, Kicks him out of her class the first day that he's there because he makes fun of his poor kid with a stutter for trying to learn how to read. Uh, the kid is sitting there just stuttering, and Billy yells at him, "Today, Junior." Yeah, that that is pretty. It's pretty, pretty dick of, uh, of of Billy Madison there. That that that's not a very sympathetic moment for him. But she pulls a completely cliche moment and uh, grabs him literally by the ear and drags him out of her class. And then we do run into that uh, awesome moment where he's telling Juanita, the sexual harassing housekeeper, about it. He's like, this this teacher's a total hard-ass. She kicked me out of her class. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. You want me to take my shirt off for you? And he's like, no, <laughs> thanks. I'm good. No, that won't help. <sighs> Imagine. But yeah, it just... Uh, yeah, so he's clearly dealing... We've got his love interest for the movie, for sure. And Who definitely has, you know, she's got an interest in him, but she does make him work for it. Well, they kind of skip right ahead to it because she treats him like crap on the first day. And then the next day catches him drawing a naughty picture of her in the middle of class where uh, he even gives her character like a little speech bubble where it says, I want you, Billy, in it. Yeah. And she's just like, hey, No, it says, do me, Billy. Oh, does yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> do me, Billy, yeah. Oh, you're right, because the principal's Valentine yeah. later is the one that says, I want yeah. you, Billy. <laughs> and the principal's very clearly gay. And then we run into another O'Doyle Rules kid, because they just, they pop up throughout the entire... Oh, my God, this is how I dressed when I was a kid. Uh, I'm looking at all these kids, and I'm thinking... Yeah, they've got some pretty 80s attire yeah, going on. Well, the, people, there's a misconception, you know... The 80s lasted till about 1995. Yeah, they did. It, I, yeah. My, my grandma used to dress me in those swishy windbreaker outfits yeah. Oh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, white kid shoes. Uh, there's a great meme out there with an entire family in those suits where it's like the wind didn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's how we used to dress back in our day, listeners. But... I mean, we had, you know, clothes like skids, jabos, hammer pants. <laughs> Spice Girl platform shoes, yeah. jellies, jellies, press yeah. on uh, sticker earrings. Yeah, 
uh, plastic hair clips that didn't hold your hair for shit. So slap bracelets that, that eventually... Slap bracelets! Yeah, that eventually wore down and just cut your wrists. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. After you slapped your skin raw with them. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah, you would have red marks on your skin. From... It was like giving yourself an Indian burn. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that was the pitch at the original meeting for that toy we're, how we're, can kids how can a kid give himself an indian burn we're not supposed to use that term anymore it's uh, no we're not supposed to say indian giving anymore we can say indian burn well seinfeld said it but then he got in trouble so but that's why they're on the top yeah. of the scale they still get away with stuff that they shouldn't oh, have gotten yeah. rid of which apparently uh younger kids these days are starting to watch seinfeld and they're coming out thinking that it's horribly racist and if you watch seinfeld and you think it's racist Stop listening. Just go away. Yeah, literally. Join Japan and New Zealand and every other country we've insulted. The Aussies are the only ones strong enough to hang with us anymore. Amen. Yeah, the Aussies, there are... Have we insulted New Zealand? We did. You did. I did. Because you were saying (laughs) that all these New Zealander things were Australian things. And I was like, Jason. Kangaroos and Fosters and... And yeah. Mordor. And Mordor. But that that's actually New Zealander <laughs> yeah, that because New you Zealander, started off yeah. with like the Mordor example and then you started listing all these Australian things as New Zealand things, I think it was. Yeah, it, it's it was one or the other where you got it backwards. Look, New Zealand New Zealand gave us one of the greatest uh, uh cultural jewels of the twenty first century. Shark Party? Uh, well two <laughs> two two. <laughs> Flight of the Concords. Yes, of course. The Flight of the Concords, uh, the 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 greatest novelty band in all of New Zealand. I had to explain. I had to explain in a roundabout fashion who they were uh, to my cousin's child. She came to stay with me this weekend to crash for the weekend. And and how old is she? She's sixteen. And and what 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 is her her father's line of work? Hush. Um, <laughs> and what television program did you let cra- her? He's a crack dealer, and I let her watch Rick and Morty, so it's really not that crazy. <laughs> no, he's he's a preacher, and she watched Rick and Morty. So I was like, "Is your mom going to be mad at me for letting you have me watch this?" And she was like, "No." And I said, "Okay, I'm... but it's okay. Don't tell anyone, okay, guys? Yeah, just it's it's our right. secret, Australia. Yeah, this is between us. <laughs> they, don't, yeah. they don't know anybody <laughs> in Australia, so I think we're safe. But uh, no, she came Bit over. Of footy? Yeah. But we got around to the New Zealand explanation because I had to think of what she would relate to because um flight of the, which flight of the concords guy plays fart on rick and morty the oh jermaine yes uh i had to explain to her who that was because i was like okay you don't know who flight he's of the concords so great is. i was like "Ooh, i know what you know you would know him from have you ever seen moana and she was like yeah and i was like he's that big giant crab with all the oh, treasures that he's guarding I, I was thinking the uh the muppets no, because I don't think she's really into the Muppets. But I was that's like, that's satanic. Or is uh, that, um, yeah. Well, it's all those puppets that live in the barrio. They don't really lead yeah. by example. Uh, yeah. One of them even lives in a trash can, and the other one is on <laughs> so many drugs that he hallucinates a heffalump, oh or my not God. a heffalump. Uh, what is Snuffleupagus? A, a mammoth? <laughs> like yeah, he's heff- so hairy. Heffalumps are Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh yeah. and they're purple. Yeah, but uh, either way. But probably also drug-related, if we're being totally honest here. Just like Billy Madison. Or Weasels. Oh, yeah, Billy Madison. That movie that we're watching. But, yeah, uh, so it's just kind of a a friendly little montage where Billy's going through his different grades. But he's happiest, obviously, in Veronica Vaughn's class. But they go on a field trip, and that's where we get to see the awesome Chris Farley as the the bus driver. Yeah, the late Chris Farley. The late great Chris, yep. And... He's just an abused bus driver. They throw sandwiches and stuff at him, and he just screams at all of the students on his bus. Just, oh, 
I will turn this damn bus around. That would end your precious little field trip. He's just about to explode. Wow, that guy died of a heart attack? No way. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, cocaine-induced heart attack, but a heart attack nonetheless. Wow. That, that, God, it's still sad. It's so sad, though, because, I mean, you know, you watch... It, it's sort of like watching John Candy movies, you know? I mean, I, and I know that by this point, John Candy would be a very pretty old guy anyway, yeah, he made it kind of into his upper years. At yeah, least, John, John Chris Candy Farley at least. Died in his, what, thirties, forties? Yeah, he was young when he died. Yeah, yeah. but um, uh, just another reason why we should not have been allowed to watch this movie. The kids are on the bus. And yeah, one he of, sexually assaults her. Yeah, on flat purpose. Out. On yeah, purpose. Flat out. Be, no, because of. A, like a third grader dares him to but it's okay because she liked it oh is say. that what it is yeah that that well that, she that. wears skirts and she was clearly asking for it oh she's obviously that, asking for it oh yeah. yeah no but it, that's what's she, so messed she up. shops at the elaine bennis oh you know God. collection at uh at um oh god what was that 80 store I, that was gonna be great it, it gimbals. was uh, sh- gimbals i'm gonna edit that down so the timing is better oh cheater but yeah, we shouldn't have been allowed to watch this because seriously, one of the it's even from one of the kids. He's like, "I dare you to touch her boobs," and Adam Sandler turns around. And he's like, "Touch her boobs? That's assault, brother." Yeah, but he actually says it's that assault. is assault. And <laughs> <laughs> he does it anyway. And uh, then she, because she heard the whole thing, she's like, "Why don't you sit down, Billy? I double dare you." Well, and look so, at the skirt she's wearing. She's it's above her yeah. knees. Obviously. Scandalous. Yeah, she's asking for it. But one hundred percent. Oh my god. But, um, yeah, so Chris Farley, there's another really interesting bit of foreshadowing because Chris Farley is eating a banana and he throws yeah. the peel out the window and it becomes ridiculously important yeah. to the plot, in a, but in a very small kind of way. Well, yeah, you know, I was actually going to ask that because to be fair, whenever I was rewatching this, you I, weren't really I skipped attention. most of it. To be, to be, I think I watched the whole movie in 30 minutes. Oh God, these kids clothes are so 80s. You're right about that. But yeah, oh, yeah. okay, the, the plot okay. of that... So, well, the the car that goes off the cliff... The O'Doyle family. Who who are they? The O'Doyles. So uh, that's what I was mentioning a minute okay. ago, is that uh, in almost every... It's not every single grade, but almost every grade that Billy goes through, there's a ginger kid either pelting him with a ball or uh, smashing something on his head and bullying him and raising their hands over their head and going, oh, do rules. So then yeah, at the okay. end of the movie, right. it's, the, it's they the, all die. Yeah. It's the station wagon ha, full ha, of the O'Doyles. Ha, they're all dead now <laughs> because they hit the banana peel in the middle of the road that Chris Farley left. So they skid on the banana peel and literally go over a cliff, which kind of looks like it's in the middle of the grand Canyon, but yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Cause we don't know where this movie is. Um, no, I don't think yeah, they really focus a, on the location too yeah. much. You do have a sweet kind of redeeming slash gross moment here, though, where they are yeah, on but their it, field it trip. It is sweet. It is very yeah, sweet. It's sweet. Where uh, Ernie, uh, Billy's very Harry Potter-looking little friend in I I can't remember which grade. I think this is the third grade. And so yeah, Ernie yeah, yeah. Ernie pees his pants on accident, and so then Adam Sandler. Well, we assume. No, because he's hiding. He's hiding <laughs> no, against know, the I wall. Know. But uh, Adam Sandler then like puts a bunch of water on his crotch, and he's like, "Of course I pee my pants. Peeing your pants is the coolest." And the teacher looks, and she shakes her head, and she goes, "Oh, it's okay that he touched my my breasts." Without, he's the future without father without of my children. <laughs> <laughs> that man right there. Yeah. And then all the kids get back on the bus, and they've all peed their pants because now they think it's a symbol of being cool. Yeah, these kids are are not bright. They're very impressive. They're, very, very, They're third graders. Yeah. I mean, like, 
Ugh, and Chris Farley. She gets sexually assaulted, like, all over the place today because Chris Farley pushes Adam Sandler back well, to uh, stare up uh, Veronica Braun's skirt. But again, though, skirt. I mean, obviously, you know, if it's okay for Adam Sandler to do it, you know, I mean, why shouldn't Chris Farley do it? Well, Eliza Schleisinger, if I'm pronouncing that right, has such a great joke about that where when women are out in bars, she's like, don't you just hate it when a guy won't leave you alone and he's hitting on you? Unless, of course, he's really, really handsome. Which, like, oh my god, get away from me, you male model, or whatever. Well, well yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of, that's the whole thing it's pretty about universal. sex, is that it's, it's very different if it's an attractive person. <laughs> well, it's like we were joking before about, you know, the, the idea of, you know, t- people being on the, the sex offenders list, but I mean, no, uh, you were joking about that. Well, yeah, but yeah, we the Any, royal we. Anyway. But it is true. I mean, look, I have I have a nine year old boy. Okay, and the other day, yes, he's a father. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody wants to call defects, <laughs> just look that number up immediately, please. Is that what they call in Georgia? Because those bastards in Florida, they were totally. No, I'm kidding. No, um, they. Um... You can't see my face right now, <laughs> listeners. But oh my god. <laughs> no, I already told him. If any man from the bank comes, he's he's to shoot him. Um, that's o- just because o- brother, you watched Oh Brother, o- brother Where Art Thou the yeah. other day. No, um, no, but it was interesting because I, I actually saw a news story about a teacher who was sent to jail for many, many years and put on many lists um, because she had uh, had sex with a 15-year-old student. Okay. No, he's, he's 15 years old. We've re- had this discussion before because – Have you, we? Yeah, in, in a different way because you were saying if this happened to your son, you wouldn't be that upset about it. But the then if question, you had a daughter of the same age, oh, you would – Yeah, you'd yeah. – exactly. Yeah, I, w- I would kill That's him. That's sexist. But but if it, was a, if it was a female teacher, the first question would be, do you have a picture? <laughs> and then I'll make my judgment accordingly. <laughs> I'll be resigning after this episode, listeners. Because I remember being a 15-year-old kid. Trust me, it wouldn't have traumatized me. Oh, God. <laughs> well – I probably, to be fair, there would have been trauma from all of my friends high-fiving me and slapping me on the back so With their much, slap bracelets. Yeah, <laughs> that it would have injured me. I mean, if... Jeez. <laughs> I, I'm not... Uh... Wait, we're up to the weasel laugh. Uh, no, that comes in a few minutes, but uh, where Carl's impersonating Eric's weasel laugh. But I know what you're talking about. And Carl, Carl is genuinely a good guy. Oh, yeah, Carl's the yeah. one who is trying to get Mr. Madison to see Billy's you know, good side and see his potential and say, yeah. yeah, I'll help Billy get the hang of things when he takes over the company. So Carl's kind of uh, Billy's advocate, which is great because Eric is paying off janitors and principals to bring Billy down. And the, uh, the wrestler. Yeah. The uh, principal Anderson is uh, the blob. He's the revolting blob, which we find out later. But you know, you see that the teacher, Miss Vaughn, actually really gets Billy because she comes to his party when he graduates dressed from in a class. napkin. Yeah, dressed in a napkin <laughs> and gold sandals and brings him a monstrous box of snack pack jello or uh, yeah. pudding. <laughs> and I got to say, ladies, if you want to get, you know, your man, that's a pr- pretty good way of doing it. If you want to rev his engine, you bring him a bunch of snack packs. Dress, dress in a napkin oh, and bring okay. a snack pack. The, the napkin's <laughs> apparently very important. I thought you were going for the snack pack. Well, the it. snack pack is more important, Oh, okay. be, if, I, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Especially depending yeah. on your build. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if, you, if you look like Juanita, I don't think the napkin would be terribly flat. Well, I mean, you know, it's like, look, women always want to find nice, sentimental gifts for their men. They, they make 
gifts for us. They're at Popeye's. Just get a bucket of it, and that is the sweetest gift we'll ever get. No, I actually get Josh uh, Rick and Morty t-shirts, and he's pleased. Every, oh, that's good. Every holiday and birthday. He yeah. loves it. Uh, he's got a Pickle Rick shirt that he's particularly Pickle fond Rick. of. <laughs> so. That is one of those things. We were having a conversation before the show about how I'm absolutely contrary. As soon as anything becomes a big deal with a lot of people, I tend to just assume it's terrible. Yeah, is, I'm kind of the same way. Which is why I've never watched Game of Thrones. I don't give a shit. Uh, or Walking Dead. Don't give a shit. Yeah, Pickle, if you recommend that I do something, I'm probably yeah. not going to do it. Pickle Rick is probably the first thing I've seen in like 20 years that everybody was crazy about. And then I saw it. And, and I was absolutely it. on board oh, with God. it. Yeah. Um, Especially with uh, Jaguar. That's so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going home, Pickle Man. <laughs> Just God, Pickle Rick. I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, such I, a great show. It's another great reason to have a, a nine-year-old son because you can teach, you can train him to uh, do Morty lines. Oh, jeez, Dad. Yeah, he does. He does a great. <laughs> oh, jeez, Rick. Uh, anyway, so uh, Adam This Sandler's, is the weasel laugh. Yeah, he gets cock blocked here. Oh, he, big time because he and Veronica start making out in his tent, which has a porn outhouse in it. He's got like a, a yeah, and it's ob- potty it, yeah, strewn it's, with porno mags. <laughs> yeah, and it's obviously not on a soundstage. No, not at all. It's it's definitely not built on a soundstage somewhere. Definitely not. But yeah, we do get to Carl's. We he just did the weasel laugh because he's like Eric. I think you need to watch out for Eric because or Billy, you need to watch out for Eric because he just did that little weasel laugh. That, or, it's a good weasel laugh. It's a great. He yeah, does it way it, better it, than I do. Yeah, it's really good. But um, so wait, I have a question about that scene. It is because you know there's there's all of the learning aids and you know the smart kid stuff in there. Was that all stuff that his dad was buying him, hoping that he would get smart? I honestly have no idea. I, it's just like this random because he moves out into this massive tent on his dad's property, and Veronica's like, "Do you really feel a need to be outside? Like that's a huge house for just you and your dad." He's like, "Well, there's all of these people. They're they're all coming and going. It's a bunch of staff and people dropping in to say hey." And Juanita lives here, and hell, if Juanita and I had to share even that huge ass house, I'd get the hell away from her too because mm-hmm. she's scary. Yeah, yeah. But because at one point, Billy tries to pretend that he's sick and he doesn't want to go to school. And she goes and he he like cheats his thermometer to make it look like it's hotter than it is. And he's like, yeah. I swear to God, I'm sick. I can't go to school. And she's like, well, if you're going to stay home today, you can help me shave my armpits. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, I'll go to school. So, <laughs> and also, that. did he not watch Ferris Bueller? That's such an amateur move. You don't do the fever thing you do the sweaty palms the yeah clam, clammy palms. the clammy hands yeah, yeah the clammy hands otherwise you're gonna end up in the pediatrician's office and that's just as bad as being at school when you're bent over moaning and wailing you lick your palms that's that's the ferris bueller way of doing god it. that's a good movie oh it is i wish we were watching that tonight oh we'll be watching it in the future with possibly the most special guest of all yes yes well, not like in the entire universe. The most special guest of the guests we've had. I mean, Thanos couldn't get rid of him when he got all the stones together, so he's one of the most special guests in the universe, for sure. Eh, Thanos. Chuck Norris would kill him. Probably. He would. <laughs> but yeah. So now Billy, uh, we've gotten to the point where Billy's kind of transitioning more quickly. They do kind of a montage where he does like two seconds a piece in each grade. 
And here's another weird bit. He's sitting with his elementary school friends for the last time because he's about to leave and go to secondary school. Uh, and they're eating sloppy joes and there's this really creepy yeah, lunch that's, lady. That's which, just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, I'm serious. It was kind of like Family Guy before Family Guy ever came around because it's so – the stuff that's included in his movies is so weird and random. She's She's sitting there like – I made the Joes extra sloppy for you. Yes, I know how you like some sloppy. And you he's like, "Lady, bastard." Yeah, he's like, "Lady, you're scaring us." And that's literally the whole bit. Like, it, well, I mean, it, it's very much. It, it is like Family Guy because it's has all these random cuts. Well, it, it's you know Adam Sandler or Seth MacFarlane just sort of deciding, "Hey, you know, it'd be funny right here." Yeah, you know, and just putting it there. Kind of like which episode were we talking about where they would do just random uh, slips. Oh, it was Rocco's Modern Life. The writing yeah, team yeah. would, do, they would do a, a draw it out of the hat game where it's like, oh, give me an occupation, clown. And, you know, give me a scenario or a location. Oh, he's in a mall. And it just, I don't know. It, so that's how some of these clips feel where it's yeah. like, yeah, sloppy Joe lady being weird. Like, and that's all there is to it. Oh, but you, you do get Eric's, um, Ace up his sleeve because he does at one of Billy's parties. He corners Principal Anderson, who sent that wildly inappropriate and sexually yeah. explicit <laughs> note to Billy on Valentine's yeah. Day. I mean, let's let's analyze this. This is a guy who sent a sexually explicit Valentine. Uh, Valentine's a very elaborate a, one too. It was a, very beautiful a, yeah. Valentine, but gross at the to same time. To a student in his school. Hey, Billy's of age. And, no, that you're mad about? Well, no, but... That, you want pictures of the... No, 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 no. <laughs> hang on, hang on. But the thing that gets him, the thing that causes him... His downfall. His downfall is the revelation that he was a wrestler. No, it's not the revelation that he was a wrestler. It's the revelation that he killed a guy during a stunt as a wrestler. Oh. He's the revolting blob, and uh, Eric brings up this huge stunt that he did where he was sitting on another wrestler's head, and... Uh, he was like, oh, the guy was supposed to pinch my leg if he was running short of air. And apparently he didn't feel the pinch or the guy suffocated before that happened because he killed the guy in the ring. Yeah. So, but no, but that's not even the big thing. Eric says, you know, somebody who's so busy wrestling in Mexico or wherever you were, I wonder how that guy found time to get his teaching degree. Well, that takes like a weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, to be a substitute, I think. Oh. <laughs> but an actual teacher, you have to have a real degree. And uh, now I do have to admit, by the way, Adam Sandler's car in this scene, you know. Well, that's because you and Adam Sandler are the same age. <laughs> the same, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a friggin' awesome REO Speedwagon shirt, man. I would wear that right now. God, you're old. <laughs> and I would totally drive that car. And it, that would have been a cool entrance in the 80s. But, but yeah, I, to, to get back to Principal Anderson really yeah, quick, yeah. now he's being blackmailed to essentially bring Billy down. We can't use that term anymore. Postal service. Oh, okay. he's being postal serviced into uh, bringing Billy down. So, yeah, Billy shows up to his first day of high school. And what, what kind of car was that, Jason? Because you were just drooling over it. Uh, that was a Rockford uh, special. That oh, was God. A, that was a Pontiac Trans Am. I love that you know that. Yeah. And Same um, car Rockford drove, except uh, with Rockford Files Rockford? Yeah, Rockford Files Rockford. <laughs> Whatever damn Rockford do you know? That's a good point. James not, Garner. Not James Garner. J not Jim Rockford. James Garner. That's <laughs> so easy to get those two mixed up. But, uh, yeah, and he shows up, like you said, in that Speed Speedwagon shirt. And it's 
it's 1995 and he's rolling up like it's 1985. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the song that he's playing? Um, I, I don't I don't remember because I, I had the sound off. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's playing. He's just rolling up pure 80s. And he's finding that he doesn't fit in so well in high school as he did in elementary school to the point where he's in science class and he feels the need to distract everybody because he's whispering to the girl next to him. And she's like, oh, you're a loser. Don't talk to me. So he messes with her and he's like, no, I will not make out with you and just embarrasses the crap out of her in front of the entire class. Which, And we've talked about that before, I think, with how awesome would it be to go back in time to when you were in high school and to have the mentality you have now, which is that... Screw you, bitch. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> more or less. Like, yeah. if you don't like me, that's your problem. But it, oh, and that we just had another O'Doyle person because he's in, like we said, Adam's in the cafeteria in high school now, and this really big ginger guy comes along. And Adam, we're on a first name basis now? Um, yes, because Adam and I like each other. Just because you don't like him, that's your problem. I, I think we, we probably, you know, I'd like to hang out with him. I don't know I if just he don't wants to hang out with you I just anymore. don't want to watch any of his free movies. No, he will not hang out with you. But So one of the O'Doyle kids just throws pudding on Adam Sandler's head. And you hit, that's the last one you see, I think, where O'Doyle rules. And he looks at him, and there's some more foreshadowing because he goes, O'Doyle, I have a feeling your whole family's going down. But for now, i got to study or something. like. No, that comes later in the movie, but it still happens. So Yeah, so what, what are they picking on the gingers and the Irish for? I mean, come on, man. The O'Doyles are picking on them. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, though. They're acting like, you know, redheaded Irish people somehow are belligerent and always drunk. Aren't they? Well, yes, but that's It was not, just St. Patty's Day. But we that's know not this. the point. I know, an entire holiday. And in case you hear me to... opening my cider, gang, I didn't try to do it on a metal uh, cabinet like Jason tried to last week. <laughs> yeah. It was really stupid, too, because it was a can. Yeah, it um, made no sense. No, you tried to you tried to open a bottle on the steel cabinet, so that was, I did. That was I pure did. talent. Yeah, I used, I used to do that in college all the time. Our college actually, the because uh, it was built in like nineteen diggity three, back when the Kaiser was still alive. Back in nineteen, yeah, um, and all of the drawer pulls, um, the the you know, and all the hardware on everything. It was a hook with a little notch in the bottom of it. And it was like the – you couldn't have manufactured a better bottle opener. Did you go to a party school? Is that what you're trying to tell us? No, I went to a – I actually went to a school in a dry county. You know, I, I think I, I may have said it earlier. But the three times I laughed – I think it was three. We're coming up on one of them yeah, right one now. Of the, yeah, the, all three of them were Steve Buscemi. Uh, who is – whoever decided to put Steve Buscemi in this movie in this part – is a probably, certifiable genius. Probably Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give him that credit. But but Steve Buscemi, you know, Adam Sandler at a certain point realizes that whenever he was in high school, he was a bit of a dick. Yeah, the Veronica points that out to him. She says, because he's having a hard time being in high school. And there, it's it comes from a wholesome place because she says, well, yeah, the kids are being mean to you. But think about it this way. Maybe you weren't so nice to kids that you thought were losers back in the day when you were originally in yeah. high school. Yeah. So that prompts Billy to call everyone that he ever bullied in high school, which Inclu- the one that we do yeah. see, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. And he's using a f- phone book. 
fall, fall, fall. I, it's, e. it's an ancient Bo piece Steve of technology. Buscemi. There used to be a book that had everyone's name in the whole town and a phone number that you could call them on and their address. And before that, yeah. their occupation. Yeah, and their occupation. Which we talked about yeah. on Back yeah. to the Future. But uh, so he does contact Steve Buscemi and he says, hey, man. Well, this is Billy from high school. Uh, I just want to say I'm really sorry if I treated you badly or if I bullied you. And it seems like a pretty <laughs> casual moment. Well, yeah, Steve Buscemi <laughs> plays it like, well, this is weird. Why is this guy calling me? Like like as though he hasn't thought about him since high school. Yeah, and he's like, it's cool, man. Yeah, no worries. But then you pan over and you see that uh, he has a people to kill list. And he crosses Billy's name off of it right before his iconic lipstick moment. See, you know, what's weird about that is I have a people to kill list, but it's way longer than that. Yeah, you know? I keep it in my phone. I mean, Otherwise, yeah. you're just wasting paper. Well, you know what? Maybe that's the thing is that back then he didn't have like Excel because mine's in an Excel spreadsheet of people. Well, and that was considered a special skill back in 1995 yeah. is knowing yeah. how to work Excel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he, not only does he cross Billy off the list, he literally – there's this sappy song in the background – and he just puts on a ridiculous amount of lipstick and lays back on his couch and just it, is mellows right? out. How much lipstick? Every woman in the <laughs> when, world when is you, just... When you, I, I, that must be a guy thing. I didn't think it was like a lot of lipstick. Oh, God. It's, so, it's like a clown <laughs> amount of lipstick. And he's not even looking. He's not following his lip line. Ladies, it's disgusting. It, it's horrible. Well, you know, maybe it's like most things. He's he's a man. He can do it better. Yeah, he can he can do it by feel. <laughs> I don't need a damn mirror to put lipstick on. Mirrors, we don't need no stinking mirrors. <laughs> but uh, we get to the the um, the, act the three. conflict yeah, of yeah act the three. act three conflict where Eric has clearly uh, post post office is that what we're not blackmailed yeah. but post office. Uh, Principal Anderson into saying that Billy cheated his way through school and it prompts Billy's dad to say, oh, forget it. The deal's off. But there's a great moment where uh, they're saying, oh, in local news, a young man who was attempting to retry school or whatever. And it's clearly Billy. It's like a young man who was attempting to go through school again has apparently bribed his way through. And Billy's dad is like, what the hell? And Norm goes, no, 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 wait a minute. It might be somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. You watch this and you go, Oh yeah, Norm Macdonald. He was a person. Yep. Remember Norm Macdonald? He he still he, he was the colonel for KFC for a little while. Yeah, I'm not saying that's yeah. a good thing. I'm yeah. just telling you. But he, the one great. I like line, RoboCop KFC guy better. Oh my god, have you seen that? No. Uh. But Norm has a fantastic line at the beginning of this movie because before Billy starts chasing the penguins around and all this other stuff, uh, they're floating around in the pool and he's doing the little suntan lotion face on his belly. He goes, what day is it? And Norm promptly replies with, October? And he's like, it's Nerdy Magazine Day. So they've got some really soulful interactions in this See, movie. But I don't understand because, you know, are they are they implying that he's dropping acid and they're just not showing it? Or are they saying that he gets drunk and hallucinates? Because I've never, and I've been drunk many times, <laughs> I've never hallucinated a giant penguin. And I, I, I can't and say I, that I have either. I wish I did. I would love that. I, hallucinating is like the funnest thing in the world. So I don't really know anything about hallucinating. I've never done that. But uh, if you had to hallucinate, I would opt for a giant penguin. Yeah, absolutely. Not Actually, like, it would probably scare the 
crap out of me. Well, I don't know which would yeah. be scarier, a real penguin or a guy dressed in a penguin suit like in this scenario because real life penguins, especially during mating season, they they tend to They smell bad too. I wouldn't know. I'm anosmic, so uh, thanks for bringing up that painful thought. You don't believe in God? Exactly. (laughs) No, I can't smell. And therefore, don't believe in God. God. (laughs) I can't smell him at all. Can you smell God? I didn't know that was a thing. But, uh, yeah, we get back to the hallucinating penguin. It's like sandalwood. I don't know. (laughs) You're the worst. But we get to the point where Billy goes back to his old ways because his dad is sort of dropped out on their agreement and he goes back to dump sacking his neighbors yeah and he comes to veronica's house and hallucinates the penguin at her house thinking that she's cheating on him with his made-up penguin yeah and so the next day she shows up in some very 90s sneakers Uh, yeah she is the young attractive woman who is wearing shoes that mainly Meg Ryan wore yeah, back in all Adam of her Sandler romantic comedies. Definitely. With, you know, this, this is an example of Adam Sandler's sort of you know, real creative uh, his artistic. investment. Yeah, this was, you know. <laughs> his he, artistic weigh-in on what kind yeah. of shirt Veronica should wear to beat the crap yeah, out of him. He was sitting in a chair with his legs crossed and his hand to his chin pensively going, this hmm. scene is missing something. <laughs> it's missing something, but I can't tell what it is. I know. Almost nudity. Yes. <laughs> Well, in the 90s, that's as, you know, close as you could really get, especially with a quote-unquote family movie like Billy Madison, which is not a family movie at all. You see all these beer cans and drinking. Actually, it's sort of surprising that they they don't have sort of the, you know, 80s gratuitous one-shot, you know, uh, this is the sort of movie they would do that in. Yeah. Because back in the 80s, you would have that. There would just be the one shot of the naked woman just to bump the rating up. No. See, uh, Adam Sandler insisted on cutting that out so that he could do this random song. Uh, and yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm 100% sure that it's really him singing because, yeah, if in case you couldn't hear that in the background, yeah. we actually had the sound on for the first time ever. But, yeah, uh, Adam Sandler just does this really huge musical number with, that includes about 40 people. It's it's pretty intense, and yeah. it also has uh, Veronica in a milkmaid outfit. I guess is that it's like a German, yeah, or a Swiss uh, sexy frulein. Yeah, that's what that is, sexy frulein. I it, it, the whole thing just, and I know it's like, come on, you're really analyzing Billy Madison and thinking these things, but you know, you do have to ask, what's the motivation? Does it move the plot along at Does, all? Is there? No. Yeah, this is this is not like a tight script, you know, where it's no, like you know, it's, every it's, word is essential. I get the feeling <laughs> that it was kind of a Dan Aykroyd project where they were like, "All right, Adam, uh, or whoever wrote it, I'm not sure who wrote it. Even I didn't do research for this movie. I should have. Yeah, I'll look it up. But uh, whoever wrote the movie, it's like, okay, you've got to dial this back. The insanity is too much. So there was, I just have this picture in my head of a negotiation between Adam Sandler and the network or. Uh, a studio, studio rather yeah. where he's like okay i'll give you the nudity if i can have my song and i can have the dead clown on the sidewalk who comes back to life inexplicably during my song number it's gonna be great yeah yeah it was it was written by adam sandler shocking uh what well, was co-written by adam sandler yeah and by tim hurley uh who plays he's he's one of the people He's a, he's a person. One of the Adam Sandler posse. Yeah, he's like in the movie somewhere, I think. Well, um, and Adam, t- he tended to put like a lot of people, a lot of the same people in his movies, 
you start noticing patterns of that in Big Daddy and uh, a lot of his other films. But this is a great moment because the kids are actually the saving grace of Billy Madison because they all go to Principal Anderson, a.k.a. the the Blob's house. And he answers the door in his wrestler's costume and an open robe. It's so, it's so grody. And the kids are just like, Principal Anderson, were you lying about Billy? You need to tell the truth. And that's what changes the whole tune of the movie. <laughs> well, uh, the director apparently directed one short film uh, segment of Britney, the videos. Oh, thank God. Um, and it Those looks like a, a lot, a lot of television stuff, which is fine. Oh, holy crap! The same director directed Half Baked. Oh wow. Okay, so there you go. There's some street cred right there. Yeah. And uh, oh, there's there's another and, great. And mo- she she directed the video to Bette Midler's From a Distance. That's that's, that's pretty serious, right okay. there. Yeah, that's serious. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, we get a great moment, right? It's one of those throwaway moments, but it's actually very serious. Where Eric finds out that the Principal Anderson, uh, the blob, went back on his uh, post officing of Billy yeah, Madison yeah, yeah, yeah. and said that he lied and he was bribed and whatever. And then Eric throws his remote control and basically puts his secretary in a coma. Yeah. And that's all you see of that moment. But it's like, okay, that, that got really serious really quickly. Yeah. That, that's a, that was a joke. That was a bit. You know, he's hit the secretary and she's in a coma now. Ha ha. Yeah. And that's, that's all there is to it. And they just move on. And now they're negotiating uh, Billy going back to school and finishing the original deal. But Eric refuses and says, no, that wasn't what we agreed upon. That's not what we're doing. But then Billy turns around and challenges him and says, okay, I won't go back to school. We'll just do an academic decathlon, everything K through 12. And we'll do a big tournament. What do you say? And it's just the big throwdown. I say that's a brilliant idea, sir. I throw my gauntlet at you, sir. I slap you in the face with my glove. Yeah, and it, my it, academia. It, it makes you ask the question: What gave him? What gave Darren McGavin uh, mesothelioma, the asbestos, or this movie? <laughs> um, I think you have. You can't exclude it. You know, science. The, I don't think any real science has been done. You know, the correlation between Adam Sandler movies and uh, cancer. Is that what they're working on, the scientists these I days? think they should. Has there been an out, an outbreak of cancer since Adam Sandler came into Hollywood? As far as I know. You better back it up as, with facts. As far as I know, <laughs> maybe. All right, listeners, somebody do some research and get on this for us. We need we need a cause and effect relationship. Preferably not, because I love Adam Sandler, so Jason can just go jump in a creek. Or... I, I, I like certain certain things that Adam Sandler has done. What are some of the things that you like? I like some of his stand-up. I, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like some of his stand-up. You know, his early stand-up stuff. I love the Hanukkah song. Everybody loves the Hanukkah song. That's so easy. I don't think Orthodox Jews do. Well, then that's their problem. But oh, damn. Is, but is Adam Sandler considered Orthodox in any way, shape, or form? I really don't think so. No, no, no. Oh. I, I, I think the, the, the Jewish faith has, has roundly disowned him. Probably. And said, yes, he's not one of us. But we d- we get a great moment here, which is so not family appropriate, where... Oh, yeah, the uh, strip, uh, yeah, Veronica's, strip history lesson? Yeah, she's strip quizzing him, where every it's time like, he gets a correct answer, she takes off an article of clothing. The way she's dressed, it's like having Blossom doing this, you know? Well, it's 1995, yeah. Jason. What no, do you I know, yeah. And, yeah, so it's, it's great when he's doing it, but with Veronica, it's inappropriate. I had that hat, by the way. 
Which hat are we talking about? Let's give the listeners a visual. The sort of it's it's not denim. Oh, it's not denim, it, but it's, it's blue it's and it's blue stitched it, like it's denim. Blue and it looks like denim. It's mock <laughs> denim. Uh, I wish kind of like pleather, but yeah. you know. I wish I still had that hat. Plenum. I'd wear it. Oh God, of course you would. But uh, yeah, so you get the different study tactics of Eric and Billy, and Billy's trying to learn Spanish from the uh, Madison palatial gardener who speaks Spanish at about a zillion miles a minute. Wait, but that's a French book. Yeah, it's yeah. a French book. Yeah, it's, okay. it's not even, it sounds kind of, it's it's almost like a hodgepodge of Spanish, some sort of like Creole French. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's an, like 40 different yeah, languages yeah, yeah. in it's one It's an Adam paragraph. Sandler movie, I got it. Yeah, so it's just a hodgepodge. But then he gets a striptease uh, quiz from none other than the late, great Chris Farley, <laughs> who's just sitting there in a tank top and stripping for Adam really? Sandler. Really? He died of a heart attack? No. I'm surely not. I'm shocked by that. You know? I think he's got a sexier presentation than Veronica, though. He's, like, biting well, he's, the he's, finger. He's more into it, clearly. He's shaking yeah. his hair out. It's, it's fantastic. And the prince, uh, I guess this is a different principal or presenter superintendent at the, oh no or... he's the principal of the high school as opposed to principal anderson who oh was the right, elementary right, school right, principal. right so it's the high school principal who's who's got this random bit where he's like we're gonna do this academic decathlon and cheating will not be accepted unlike you know from my wife who's a huge whore so <laughs> you get those random throwaways and then you know we have a montage yes uh eric sets himself on fire making a pie you know eric wins this competition then billy wins that competition Somehow they expect us to believe that Billy uh, constructed a shoe out of this sort of I, scientific yeah, I, soup. Yeah, with yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know it's sort of like it's like. And meanwhile, I, it's, it's yeah. super obvious that he snuck his own boot into the pot. So it it yeah, it is just kind of a silly montage of them one upping each other, and then you finally oh, and they have a Shakespeare section, which listeners, in case you didn't know. Jason and I, are we finally allowed to announce this project? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Well, Jason and I are actually involved in a Shakespeare project that's coming up in Alpharetta called Shakespeare in the Park through Act One Theater, and we will be participating as director and actress. So uh, we'll actually... (laughs) Guess who's who? (laughs) I I was going to say, you'll never never decide on which one. Oh, we we just missed the O'Doyles going over the canyon, but that's great. So the O'Doyles are dead because they slip on that banana peel, like the foreshadowing I mentioned. But yes, so we will be doing Shakespeare in the Park. So any locals to Alpharetta who want to come and check us out, Jason, do we... That's going to be in May. And for more information, go to the Act One Theater website, which is act1theater.com and that is the number one the Roman or the the Arabic numeral one act one theater period (laughs) c-o-m forward slash and if I if I tweet (laughs) if I tweet this website don't believe me Jason knows it better than I do and I can't even get our email straight so yeah but seriously yeah it's a it's a a real privilege and honor we've got a great cast uh, and uh, well we do Um, I have to say that I was there for the auditions it's like it's egg on my face if they're bad I mean I bring Um, him beverages that's why I get cast in things the uh, but we are doing uh, Much Ado About Nothing um, which is a great play it's a it's a fun summer play um so if you like to come out to the park and uh, just enjoy some lovely georgia weather uh in the summertime um or if you don't like that we will be doing a couple of shows in the theater those dates are yet to be posted awesome 
Yeah, and that sort of, it kind of catches us up to the end of the movie because we're at the decathlon and Billy gets into that rambling. And I I have to read off this quote from the principal because they ask Billy to explain a very difficult economic question about the state of the economic status of the country or something. I don't remember, but the principal, Billy basically compares it to that book that we talked about with the foreshadowing of the puppy who lost his way. And he's like, so the economy is like the puppy. And he ends, and it's like you get the feeling that it was a big, long speech, and then the principal just absolutely dumps on it because he says, Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) And so... Yeah. Billy only really comes out on top of this decathlon because Eric can't get... The bi- business ethics uh, The business question, etiquette yeah. question correctly. Yeah. So he does what you do when you want to end your movie. You just have a character pull a gun out. Yeah, it, this movie goes completely off the rails. because, And it's like we said, Happy Gilmore is a little more cohesive because it's the same storyline throughout. You know, none of this weird, crazy, like, pull a gun or huge plot twist. But it does allow for the redemption of the principal. He the redeemed, principal? Uh, the, the principal from middle school. Because he, uh, oh right, he, he a, in his blob uniform, he does attack Eric with the gun. Yes, and uh, then Steve Buscemi reappears because Eric, yeah, the blob, yeah, they, knocks they, the gun out of Eric's hand, but then Eric regains control of the gun. And you think he's going to shoot Veronica, but then what happens, Jason? Well, he gets shot in the ass by Steve Buscemi, which, who might again, still oh, be wearing you, lipstick. That, that's what I want on my tombstone. There's so many options. Shot in the ass. He got. By he was Steve shot in the ass by Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh that's terrible <laughs> that would be the best um, oh god yeah he shoots him in the ass with a high powered rifle and you know movie physics says that just kind of makes him go owie and fall on the ground yeah as opposed to you know being paralyzed for life and right. pooping I mean, in a bag meanwhile Billy's friends are the only ones that didn't panic and run when the gun got shot off and Norm and the other friend are just sitting there giving him a thumbs up <laughs> And th- and this actually is this is actually my favorite scene in the entire movie. His official graduation right, scene, right? Because it's like the last scene. It's almost. Oh, over. that's yeah, why. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to come up with a good reason, <laughs> and then you, you you shot that nonsense off. So okay, and blah 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 blah, and the movie's over. Okay, that's more or less what happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at this point, you know, he's graduated. Yeah, and that was the whole point of the movie. Was to, and of course, Miss Lippy's there along with the party clown that we thought died. They're going to make little clown babies. Gross. Is that more... <laughs> half half is, clown. Is that more or less disturbing than donkey dragon babies from Shrek? Oh, that's so much more disturbing. Okay. A half clown baby? Half human, <laughs> half clown? That'll be the next it. But, yeah. So, Billy graduates, and he doesn't take over his father's company. He actually hands it over to Carl, who does not have a weasel laugh. And uh, Carl goes insane and winds up living in Rachel and Monica's building from Friends. So yeah. that's that's what happens. It all comes full circle. It does. We tied it all together. But that was Billy Madison, listeners. And once again, we always appreciate you tuning in to our show. Uh, you can find us at uh, Darth Jader at hindsightishorrifying.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at hindsighthorror. We tweet about our episodes. We tweet funny memes and stuff and articles about 
you know, facts that you didn't know about your favorite movies. Oh, I want to make a I want to make a plug for something real quick. Okay. I um, and this is actually on a serious note. One of the people that I follow on Twitter is the actress Sherilyn Finn, uh, who. Um, if you're a Twin Peaks fan, you know her. She was Audrey Horn in uh, in Twin Peaks. But does she follow you back? Um, no, actually, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Well, she uh, apparently um, this weekend there was a fire at her home, and her oh dear ho- her home was completely destroyed. Oh no! And uh, yeah, she has a whole post on there. And there's actually a GoFundMe right now. Uh, she's not trying to raise a ridiculous amount i mean i think she's trying to raise like thirty thousand dollars but okay. uh, apparently they're in fairly dire straits and living in an extended stay right now and it's a whole sad story so wow. if you go on twitter go, go check it out i donated you know i mean let's let's do what we can to help her out awesome and Sherilyn, we're thinking of you yeah for sure cheryl hope hope you guys get back on your feet and everything gets better we're you're in our thoughts and prayers so uh yeah if you can please go ahead and donate to that cause that's very kind of you to mention jason uh, especially after such a silly movie. Thanks for yes. bringing us down on such a, a serious note. <laughs> but, uh, Cheryl, we do hope you and Cheryl your family. Lynn. Cheryl and I'm so Cheryl's sorry. Cheryl's from Archer. <laughs> That's true. I keep changing your name in true Archer fashion. Yeah. But uh, we're thinking about you and hope everything winds up okay. But, listeners, once again, thank you for tuning in. And we want to hear all about your opinions about shampoo versus conditioner. So get on Twitter and tell us all about it. Bring it. Until next time. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for sharing your day, your evening, your drive time, or whatever it uh, may have been. This is Hindsight is Horrifying, and we will see you next time. Laters. Laters.